It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb, Eric, and Sean. Listen in as they discuss a variety of topics, such as 2022 horror films, the 2022 Oscars, and DFW Who Fest. Sean, did you see Pearl? I have not. I probably would have seen it yesterday or tonight because uh, my partner is out of town. So it's been scotch and cigarettes for me for like the last day and a half. Um, And I usually take this opportunity to go out to the movies. But I do really want to see that movie. I saw X a couple weeks ago. And... uh, Pearl looks brilliant. It looks so cool. I mean, much better than X. Even though I like even that. even without X, like I'd want to see that movie. It looks great. She's so awesome. I am going. I'm going to see X sometime soon, but I don't know much about it. I, I I know the briefest synopsis, but whoever that actress is, she. I don't know. I don't really know who she is, but she just looks really interesting. The one who's in both movies. Oh uh, yeah, I guess it's Mia Goth. Did you ever yeah. see uh, a Cure for Wellness, Gore Verbinski film? I don't think so. Yeah, don't sleep on that movie. That's that's a awesome movie. Which one, X or a Cure for Wellness, or both? Uh, a Cure for Wellness. Okay. X is I okay. Didn't... I was gonna say my favorite thing about Pearl is that Mia Goth and the director Ty West yeah. just started shooting it while filming yeah. X. They're like, oh, we're not gonna tell the studio that we're just kind of using these sets and we're just going to make this movie. Yeah. I think that's so ballsy. <laughs> yeah. And Eric, um, what's worthy of seeing X and we're talking about Pearl X. Um, how am I going to say it? I don't think this is a spoiler, but the killer in X is played by the same girl who is the final girl. It's a slasher, and it's and by the way, there's no blood in that okay. movie until about halfway through. But the killer, you're not going to see it coming. But the killer is the same person. Okay. Well, now I am. Yeah, now if you yeah. if you've seen it in the movie theater in the or in the picture show, as you call it, um, and sat through the credits, there was a preview for Pearl at the end of the credits, and Pearl is the uh, prequel to X about how. Uh, yes, I'm aware of that. Yeah. And then at the end of Pearl, apparently, there is a short uh, uh, trailer for oh. Maxine, which is the sequel to X. Oh, and I love the concept for that movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, th- th- those are, I really liked X uh, more than Caleb did. Um, 
I think it's a really smart horror movie. It's not the best horror movie to come out in 2021 uh, or 2022. That would be The Black Phone. Um, yeah. But, yeah. It's definitely not Smile, which I saw yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love their uh, their their ad campaign. Their, what do you call that? Um, that type of campaign? Viral uh, marketing. I can't remember the term. Viral marketing. Viral, you said? Yeah, viral marketing. Yeah, whatever. That was pretty cool. Um, I saw a lot of those TikToks. And those are pretty cool. Yeah, I, I when I watched the trailer, I was like, this movie seems a little bit too close to It Follows, kind of this low budget mm. kind of sleeper horror hit from a few years ago. And watching the movie, that was a movie I really enjoyed. Yeah, it's even closer than I was expecting. Smile, but, you know, It Follows is great. Did you guys see the Black Phone? I did. Did you like it? I haven't. Oh, I thought it was great. Yeah, okay. I thought it was just great. I saw it in the theater, and I'm like, oh, Tom will love this. And so I bought it on Blu-ray for us to watch. Was it my birthday? I think it was my birthday. So it was a phone, no phones watching movie. You'll miss shit if you're looking at your fucking phone while you're watching this movie. But anyway, that my rule was, okay, just we're going to watch the black phone. Put your phone down. And there was one scene he couldn't watch. Uh, he had he had me muted, and that was the opening credits. Oh. The sound drove him fucking like into a panic attack. He, there are certain sounds that make him crazy, and apparently that was one of them. Personally, I thought it was one of the scariest credit sequences since the movie Seven. But whatever. All right. I thought he was gonna. I thought it was gonna be the child abuse scene, which I thought hit very close to home. Oh, that scene felt very very real. <laughs> With the uh, yeah yeah another lost actor good old lost or uh saving private ryan what's his name uh jeremy i wish i could remember it but that's for many years ago eric what's what's the name of the guy who played the interpreter in saving private ryan oh the interpreter who was the interpreter the little skinny guy with the mustache black mustache black hair little skinny white guy Oh, shit. One of my favorite characters um, from Lost. Who was he in Lost? He was in, like, season yeah. five? The later ones. Jeremy Davis, I just yeah. looked it Jeremy up. Jeremy Davis, there you go. Yeah, played Daniel. Jeremy Davis. Jeremy Davis. Yeah, he plays an abusive, alcoholic father at the beginning of the movie who I think literally uh, is turned by the end of the movie. And uh, I really felt for him. By the way. I love that last moment of him with the kids. I was like, that moment feels so real. I'm yeah, like, wow, that's this is just yeah. Yeah, that was that was sort of like a rare moment where it was You're almost making me want to watch the movie. Really good movie. You should watch the movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. And it's it's you and McGregor. Oh uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah. I'm not in deeply in love with you and McGregor, but yeah. Okay. Are we talking about the black phone? Yeah. Oh, Ethan Hawke. I believe so. Ethan Hawke. Fuck. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Ethan. He said you McGregor and I was picturing Ethan Hawke. I get them so confused for some reason. I knew it was Ethan Hawke. They're like completely different nationalities too. It's like Mark Rylance and uh, 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 fucking whatever his name is from the Dahmer movie. Yeah, Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, they work in similar projects, but one of them is way harder. <laughs> you and McGregor. 
God damn, yeah. it's got the most dreamy eyes. Anyway. Eh, all right. Well, you know. <laughs> You'll like it, Eric. You'll like it better than uh, I Saw the Devil. What is that? What's the movie that we watched? I Saw the Devil. Is that the... The Korean movie? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Speaking of dreamy eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, that one. Whew. I almost completely forgot about that movie. Who is the heat on? <laughs> I saw the devil. Is the heat on? Yeah. Ooh. Speaking of the speaking of the <laughs> devils, Caleb said sex on a stick, and I keep thinking, "Oh, I'm so sorry, Caleb. Go ahead." <laughs> no, no, I was trying to bring it back to the movie, but yeah, let's keep talking about we have super attractive men. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, bring it back to the movie. Somehow using super attractive men. I. Come on. Oh, I don't think I can grab one um, in this movie. Um, I no. Not to knock anyone, but if I had to choose one, <laughs> if I had to choose one, Francis has a certain charm. Oh, um, and I kept thinking, like, where do I know this guy from? Where do I know this guy from? I had seen Emma earlier this year, and he played a completely different <laughs> character. He played a he played a Jane Austen type oh. uh, young man type character. In Emma. Oh, I don't remember him in that. Well, that is Jane Austen, isn't it? <laughs> oh, just just since we're off still, before Eric, before I'll let you bring it back. Uh, Sean, did you see uh, or know anything about Bros? Oh God, I read about it. I I can't stand him. I've read about it. I I I'm going to stay far away from that movie. It just seems. I'm going to use the word offensive, but it probably isn't offensive. Because I also saw, what is it, Larry and Mike get married years ago, and I kind of liked it. Oh, yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> but I, it can't be offensive because it's 2022. Why, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, I went to go see it, I don't know, like sometime last week. Oh, really? I go see almost every movie that plays. I was so. just going <laughs> to say, sir, do you have a job? Sir! <laughs> yeah, I do, but I work from home, so okay. I can you know, take my breaks when I like is it good? Did you like it? Yeah, for a romance, I don't, I don't like comedies, and it leaned a little bit too far into the comedy stuff, um, so that was a downside. But otherwise, I thought it was a perfectly enjoyable romantic comedy. Hmm. And one of the 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 men involved in the uh, the romance was was super attractive, so I was like, oh goddamn. Um, I think I feel that way because there was this movie called Chuck and Buck years ago, um, where. It was a gay guy, straight guy. They were friends as kids, and they get reunited, and they end up doing it. And I'm like, that's so dumb. It never happens. Um, but wait, I want to bring it back to the attractive guy. Can I do that? Sure. Okay. So I listened to this podcast <laughs> called The Film Flamers. All right? And it's two gay guys, and they talk about horror films. All right? Which oh. I find is extremely entertaining. It's a very well-made podcast. And once in a while, they'll do what they call a deep dive in a certain film. And I think it was last year um, they did deep dives on the three Exorcist films. And they'll ask questions like, oh, what did you think of this? And then their, their final question is, who is the hottest guy in this movie, in The Exorcist or The Exorcist 3? And I was sorely disappointed because actually waiting with bated breath to hear who the hottest guy was in The Exorcist 2. They didn't do it. 
And, and so I got mad and they have, you know how podcasts have those like voicemails that you can call. And I complained yeah. and I said, sir, you did not say who the hottest guy was in Exorcist 2. And I need to know. And then they p- replayed that later on. And then they kind of had to say, hmm, Richard Burton. Because seriously, that is how bad the Exorcist 2 is. <laughs> Oh, R.I.P. Richard Burton. Oh, I thought someone was going to say James Earl Jones or something. Yeah, that's what I that's what I would think. Like the young James Earl Jones. Uh, by the way, R.I.P. Uh, Louise Fletcher, no longer with us. Oh yeah, that's another one gone. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's only James Earl Jones and uh, is is Max von Sydow dead? Oh God, yeah, is Max dead for Max? about three years. Von Sydow, yes. Speaking of mm-hmm. Halloween, did you you bought all you bought all of them last year one by one, right? On 4K? Uh yeah, I have them all on 4K and as of oh, wow. tomorrow, I think I will have literally all of them on 4K. Cuz they're releasing them all in a box set now this yeah, month. That's that's what I bought. That's I bought that. That was like um Halloween 6 through um, the two, uh, it's, it, it's too complicated to explain. Yeah. It's like one through six. Yeah. yeah. It's like one through six. And then there's like two others with Jamie Lee Curtis and then they rebooted it when. Yes. I, I read the Wikipedia on it. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Have you seen many, many of those, Eric? I've seen one, two, three, um, five, something like that. Um, there was one that I saw. During coitus, but that one doesn't really count. During coitus? Um, or I should say coupling instead of coitus. I should say coupling instead of coitus. Yeah, who says coitus? Well, I do. Eric's like a... He's a doctor. <laughs> he's a medical uh, practitioner. Okay, I get it. No. <laughs> Thank you. I, I thought you meant COVID, but you literally meant... During... Uh, all right i know that i've seen a saying, movies like that it was, it was it was it was it was the rob zombie the first one okay we don't know and she was like here have you seen this and uh, i was like no and then she pushed play and then i don't remember anything after that i i know we don't we don't talk about that anyway sean think think that disgusting movie is what they were doing that over <laughs> like talk about the absolute turnoff that just grody movie was it the director's cut with the horrible rape scene? I really hope it wasn't. I, I don't remember. I, I I think it was the standard DVD. Okay, good. I bought it, and the Rob Zombie version is... You know what? I have all due respect for Rob. And by the way... Uh, wait, hold on. I have all due respect for Rob. By the way, go on. House of a Thousand Corpses, first half, excellent. Exactly. Yep. Halfway through, it turns to complete shit. Yep. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't mind seeing what he does with Halloween. No. No, it's shit. It's absolute shit. Did y'all watch his monsters? Uh, I'm going to watch it. I, I just have to work up to it. So I watched the first 10 minutes out of curiosity. It's insane. I mean, not in a good way. Um, it, it's, it, it, it feels Ed Woody um, to me. Uh, like an Ed Wood production almost. But um, 
And I, I guess that's somewhat intentional. I mean, to be like playing homage to old TV shows. But anyway, I did not know that Sylvester McCoy was going to be in there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he yeah. is Sylvester McCoy as he can possibly be. He is on brand. Oh, wow. Man, he is Sylvester McCoy. He's very Sylvester. I didn't see that one coming. It completely took me by surprise. That's fun. But yeah. I am. <laughs> Holy fuck. I don't care Amber if there's Alert. a missing Hold on. I don't care if there's a missing child right now. We're reviewing movies. Oh, my God. Where's the mute button? I'm so sorry. I was kind of pleasantly surprised that that movie got pretty good reviews. Uh, RogerEbert.com gave it three and a half out of four. And so I'm... Which one? The the Monsters. (laughs) Oh, shit. That guy must have been on some psychotropic substance. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Written by uh, Rob Zombie. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm I have to admit that my curiosity is peaked because I watched the show as a kid. And oh, it's I don't know. I only watched the first ten minutes, but I, I got a lot out of that ten minutes. Oh. I guess it could be better if if the if the if the jokes landed, the slapsticky jokes if they landed, but they kinda don't land. And that probably makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, well well I'm going in thinking he couldn't possibly get worse than three from hell so it, it's it's only looking up from there at that point that thing is just a piece of trash yeah and i sat through it <laughs> it reminds me of like the weird horror shows from the 90s like with that really bad budget um except those were shot like on videotape this is one of those but shot like on an hd camera it's really it has a weird feel to it yeah it looks bad if you know what I mean by those '90s things, like Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side, Monsters, it has that weird kind of low-budget oh. feel, but with a super HD camera. Wow, Monsters pulled that one out. I know. <laughs> I used to watch that all the time because it was on like after Next Generation every every week. Uh, I don't even know why I've seen that. That's I don't oh, know why. Wow, that was like I always remember the one about smoking. That's probably the first episode. What was the one about smoking? I'm I I remember the show, but I I'm pretty sure it's like the first episode. The guy, um, he's a chain smoker, and there's this, these ads for this company that has this like they guarantee that like their okay. their process will get you off smoking. Okay, and he's like super skeptical, and he goes there, and I think he takes a pill or something. Um. And he, you know, like I said, he's skeptical. He goes wow. back home, and then the next time, like he smokes, he just like feels completely terrible, uh, and he can't understand it. And he starts getting more and more desperate to smoke, but he can't. Um, and I think what it was was the pill contained like a little parasite that he ingested, and that any time like he smoked, it would upset the parasite. Oh, weird! That that sounds so similar to. Uh... <laughs> The Quitters Inc. section of Cat's Eye. Yeah. Yeah, Cat's Eye. Yeah. I was about to say, wait, no, you're thinking of Cat's Eye. But yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. This wasn't Cat's Eye. But the thing about that program, and I don't remember any of the stories, but it looked really bad. Yeah, um, horrible. Yeah, it wasn't like Tales from the Dark Side, which is a show that the opening sequence made me want to run and hide in my room. 
because it was scary as fuck. Tales of the Dark Side. And then the light would turn dark. Yeah, I watched that one too. Ah, I can't do it. I can't watch this. And a lot of them were really crap. Oh, man. Both those shows came on at 11.30 at night on Saturdays back in the day on on my CBS affiliate. I'm currently holding a VHS tape from Monsters with two episodes. Oh, my God. My Zombie Lover and All in a Day's Work. I don't know why I have this or where this came from. (laughs) But maybe that's why I know this show, these two episodes. (laughs) But I remember being on TV, too. But uh, I don't know why. What was the the one? Okay, I don't know if it was Tales from the Dark Side, um, Tales from the Crypt, or Monsters, or whatever. But it was a Christmas episode. And it was Leslie Ann Warren, that's Miss Scarlet from Clue, and E.G. Marshall is the parents of these kids. And they're telling them the spooky story about a creature that's going to come and kill them if Santa Claus doesn't come. Oh, my God. And in the end, it, there's two arms that come out of the windows, grab both of their heads and twist them and they die. And then the hands disappear and the kids are like, who was that? That must have been Santa Claus. And then it ends. Sounds pretty fun. Does anybody have any memory of this? Or did I make this up in a fever dream? I don't remember it, but I, I'm sure you didn't make it up. I don't. Maybe it was no. Amazing Stories. Sounds pretty grim for Amazing Stories. No, Amazing Stories. I don't know if I don't know if you guys remember this, but on Saturday, or I'm sorry, Sunday night, like at six o'clock, it would be 60 minutes no, maybe it wasn't 60 Minutes, not in that channel. Like, it would be like the twi- the amazing... No, The Twilight Zone and Alfred Hitchcock. And they would both be, like, um, remakes of the originals. Mm-hmm. Back to back. Do y'all remember this? Is this something? No, I didn't, we didn't have that Not or, in my growing up. Or where I was. Okay, never mind. Maybe this was Chicago. Hmm. I'm sure y'all had a lot of things we didn't have. Yeah, I've never seen the remake of... Uh... Alfred Hitchcock's presents. I've always wanted to check that out. I've seen a bunch of the older ones, but oh, I found it for you, Sean. Uh, oh. The one you were talking about is from Tales from the Dark Side, called Seasons of Belief. Yeah, that's my little list here. Oh wow! And that's Leslie Ann Warren and E.G. Marshall. Uh, E.G. Marshall, yeah. It was co-written by the guy wow. who would later write Beetlejuice and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay, that guy, yeah. Michael McDowell. So all I know is uh, Leslie and Warren played Miss Scarlet and Clue, and E.G. Marshall played the cockroach guy in Creep Show. <laughs> oh, he's so great in that! Wow. <laughs> Which I know he's done. He's done like eighty-seven other movies, but for me, it will always be the cockroach guy in Creep Show, which may have been one of his last uh, things. Yeah, and speaking of creep show, one of these monsters episodes, All in a Day's Works, stars Adrian Barbeau. Oh, interesting. Whoa, interesting. I remember that. Hmm. So I got to go back and. Poor Henry can't find his way to this or that. I don't. Yeah, she was pretty awesome in that. She was. The the duo of directors, they were cool the first couple times they went out, but. I think the third time they spoke, I, like they jumped the shark, or the Asian guy jumped the shark. 
Leave it to the Asian guy. <laughs> but yeah, the third the third time was like, all right, we're done. I'm done with these guys. Like, say no more, please. Yeah, you're uh, you're waiting for Cameron to show up up there. And I didn't watch any of that. I haven't watched uh, Academy Award ceremony since like 2011. Oof. I started making all these lists on Letterboxd. Like, you know, like you make whatever you want. Like, I rank the MCU movies. Um, I'm going to do the Bonds next. I, I put all my rankings from Best Picture, like my ranking of 1960 and 1995 and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was ranking my favorite movies of 2022, and it had been Avatar this whole time. But I, I was just sitting, I was just staring at the screen because I told you guys or some I, I watched Maverick more recently, and now I think it's better than Avatar. So I had a come to Jesus moment making my list. What, what's better than Avatar? Maverick, uh, Top Gun, oh, Maverick. Okay. But Avatar had been the top since it came. Well, it was only December when it came out. Um, but for favorites in terms of your personal favorite or favorite to win? Oh no, no, personal, personal. And actually, I had Northman at number one earlier in the year. Um, but now I've, I've come to Jesus, and I think Top Gun Maverick is my favorite of 2022. Yeah, did you see that one, Sean? No, he hasn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I'll see it. I'll see it. Um, I, I don't want to be one of those people who's like, has, you know, a sense of pride that they've never seen like a Star Wars movie. I don't want to be that guy. So I will see it. I, Avatar. Yeah, too. but it won't be the same at home than uh, as it was in the theater. I know. Um, I know. I know. He's probably going to wait till uh, 2022 comes up in the randomizer, I bet. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Then you have to watch Avatar 2 as well sit through the three hour three plus hour long movie i think it was like 316 i uh have to admit i think that uh my favorite was that i saw was tar Hmm. oh there you go yeah yeah that's one of the two yeah one of the two i still haven't seen that in the banshees of inishir and otherwise i watched all of them banshees was better than i thought it would be my parents were here and they wanted to watch it and I was shocked, shocked, I tell you, that my dad actually watched it all the way through and even laughed at the appropriate parts. Whenever we get to that one on the podcast, Banshees, I feel like there'll be a lot to talk about on that particular movie. Yeah. I didn't even know there was an Irish Civil War until I saw that movie. What? Yeah, I know. But what? I'm a stupid American. <laughs> no, but but there's two Ireland. Did you ever wonder why there's two Irelands? Yeah, but that's history and shit. I don't. You sound, like, a, you sound like Gen Z. Like I, I know. Just discovered there was a Korean War. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, it's a different country. It's like what, like, oh, I guess close to a hundred years ago, right? That split happened. Yes. Was it around nineteen twenty? Yes. Um. Yes. And what was I gonna say? Uh. Oh, I was thinking, man, for. For Ireland, um, the non-British Ireland, or the non-English Ireland, non-British, um, the, the country country, man, like, for, for, for being a relatively small country, tons of representation, mm-hmm. like, in the, in the, like, with actors and people behind the scenes and that other 
short film, like tons and tons of Irish. It's crazy. Yeah. How much they were like dominating everything. Um, and then even the, uh, the RRR dance number, which I started the movie, but I haven't finished it yet. Cause that movie is just oh, wacky wild. Love it. But, um, <laughs> but even, so I haven't seen the whole movie to know the context, but it was cool that even in that Bollywood dance number, that it's still sort of like Irish inspired at the same time. Like the guys are dressed like Irishmen. I mean, they could be dressed like British men, but but still, I was just like, man, Irish overload. So, what had happened was um, when they have the best international film. Um, I think there should be a rule that you can't be nominated for both both international film and best picture. But anyway, that's okay. Whatever. I disagree. I had yeah. the same feeling as I do about the animated picture that you should be able you should be eligible for both at the same time, like best picture and best animated picture. Um each country submits its own movie for that category. I didn't know that. In India, I don't know what the hell India was thinking. But they did not submit RRR. They fucked up and they uh, submitted some other movie <laughs> that wasn't chosen to be nominated. But. Oh, man. The woman who presented the... Wait, what did she do? No, she introduced the um, the dance number, the song for RRR. She is my all-time favorite Bollywood actress. And I never thought I would see her on stage at the Oscars. Is it Aaliyah Bott? Or is it a younger? No. Or mm, no. Older? Um, I don't know how old Aaliyah Bott is, but this woman is about... Man, she's almost 40 now. She doesn't look it, but... Um, uh, Topeka Patacone. Yeah, I went to go see a pretty crazy uh, Bollywood movie in the theater about two weeks ago called Selfie. A very fun movie if you get a chance to see it. We're completely ridiculous, as many of them, especially their comedies are, but that was really fun too. Yeah, have you seen um? Oh, what is it called? The one on Netflix besides RR. Oh, Start the letter B. I can't believe I forgot the title. Um, Bahubali. No, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, I recommend Bahubali. It, there's two. There's one in part part one and part two. Both are epically long. I think it's like five hours altogether to watch both movies. Oh boy. <laughs> Um, and it's just epic, epic Indian movie tale, like, like the equivalent of an Indian, like, it's like the equivalent of like the Indian Spartacus or Gladiator, mm. um, but it's like slightly mythical. And I mean, I thought it was going to be trash at first, but no, it's pretty good stuff. It's pretty good stuff. And I was actually sad there was only like one or two songs. They needed more music. <laughs> but yeah, recommend that. Mahubali. Yeah, add that to my list. Yeah, speaking of music, I just came back from the theater of seeing uh, Grease in the theater. I hadn't seen that in like five years. Mm. Um, like the regular Travolta version? Yep. Oh, that was very touching too. Oh my god. Oh yeah, he really keeping it together. Oh, yeah. that was rough. I mean, I was I was dying. No pun intended. Oh, and then did you hear about all the notable people who were left off? Yeah, that sucks. I mean, some of them are like, mm, like I don't know about Gilbert Gottfried, but Paul. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about him. 
Paul Sorvino. Sorvino seems like the yeah. biggest one. Oh, yeah, wow. it's like really. Uh, who else was there? Um, Especially when he had that crying moment in the Oscars. Oh, remember? yeah, yeah. Oh, there's. I just saw an article. Robert Blake's son is pissed that he was left out. <laughs> Dude, he died two days before the the ceremony. Oh, I didn't realize it was that recent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Jimmy Kimmel made that joke. <laughs> oh, how was Kimmel? I was. I was like, oh wow, he was. Oh okay. So I'm not really a particular fan of his brand of comedy, so I wasn't quite sure how, how well that would. Play. I'm mediocre on him. He like he was much more reserved than when than his previous two outings. Oh, okay, well, that's something I guess. <laughs> like he he was a lot less political than he was previously. Yeah, it's not the politicalness that I was worried about. It's more his just obnoxious style of humor, his deliveries that just make me groan. <laughs> no, it was mostly fine in that in that sense as well. I did like the opening entrance when he entered the theater. It, it was Top Gun inspired. That was pretty cool. Huh. Uh, who's the other person? Um, Tom Sizemore. Oh, yeah. I mean, not not being mentioned. Maybe it was too soon. Maybe they'll get him in next year. Yeah, I wasn't sure what the cutoff was. Although someone said, like, if Brad Pitt passed away, like, three hours before the ceremony, they'd find a way to make it happen <laughs> and put That's him in there. Cool. Yeah. You know, I thought, you know who else I thought that they slighted? Um, Yvette Mimou, who's in the time machine. Because she died in January of 2022. Oh. And so uh, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, they had her in last year's Oscars. Oh, did they? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, there you go. That's when... Yeah, I was wondering about the cutoff. That's when they had people come up and speak about Sidney Poitier and Ivan Reitman. I'm like, that's not really fair. Yeah, and I thought the, the graphic, the, the visual of the Immemorium was super generic. Like, it looked like it was made on PowerPoint. Yeah. And I like it when they, and they only did this with a couple, but like Ray Liotta, they did it, but would they show a short scene from the movie? Yeah, they only did it like three times, maybe? Yeah, like, come on, you can't show Angela Lansbury from Manchurian Candidate? Just, you know, two seconds? <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought they would show something for her, especially because of the Disney stuff. And I like how um, Lenny Kravitz, you could see like the lyrics like very clearly, <laughs> like on the piano. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and what was, uh, I don't know, there was something else I was going to say about that ceremony, but I don't know. Yeah, so overall you'd say this is one of the better ones lately? Yes. Yes. Yes, because it was like, right to the point, as quick as quickly paced as it could be, all things considered. I just wish, like, more movies I was rooting for were winning. <laughs> that's, that's the only part that really sucked for me. I thought the donkey gag was all right. I thought the bear was all right. I don't know about Elizabeth Banks, but I think the bear was better than Elizabeth Banks. Oh, I just—I think she's been going crazy or something. Like in the last ten years, did did they do a cocaine bear reference? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, they had a guy in a bear suit come up to with Elizabeth Banks to present an Oscar. Oh wow! <laughs> I thought the bear was okay, but Elizabeth Banks. She should have been on cocaine. Just, just, <laughs> I, don't know, I think she's off. Oh, I was going to say the the package for the Warner Brothers 100th anniversary just seemed a little bit weird, too. Like, it was cool to do the Warner Brothers thing, 
but it it just seemed like a generic commercial. Yeah, like at, like at the start of a videotape. You know what else they didn't do that I always love? They used to do this more like in the '80s, but like a montage of movies. Yeah, you know, um, or you know, they'll say, "Oh, this year it's dedicated to blah blah blah," you know, and uh, yeah, they don't do that anymore. I remember one year they had Stomp come up and do a performance while they showed all these all these movie clips on the screen. And then weirdly, the RRR dance performance, I actually knew about it like a week in advance because there's this female dancer who I've been following for like 14 years, or more than that, like 18 years. And she's almost nobody. She's just a female dancer. And I've just followed her for all this time. And I start, and she started posting a week ago when they were doing rehearsals, like because they did it all like within a week of before the um, the day of the show. I mean, like put the whole dance number together and everything. But um, I, no, sometimes I jot down things in real time, like if I think of something to say. Oh, and Morgan Freeman's hand again. Because uh. <laughs> I had seen it before years ago, and I guess I forgot about it. So when he came out, I thought he was wearing a gag hand, like like a like a intentionally fake looking hand, like he was an Austin Powers um, uh, henchman or something. No, what's wrong with it? Uh, did you notice it, Sean? No. So when he came out to give whatever award. Um, his left hand, he was wearing like a all blacked out sleeve type thing covering his hand, like a glove, like an all black glove. But you know how in movies when the henchman, like like the guy in uh, 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 Live and Let Die, like when someone has like a fake claw hand, you know how it like it's longer than their regular hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know they're real hands. So his fake looking hand was like, so much longer than his natural right hand i thought he was like having like a fake hand for some kind of gag or something um because it looks comically comically fake you can google it i mean not just for last night he's had this for years um uh he was in a really bad car accident uh, circa 2011 or something um and supposedly there was some weird circumstances around it because he was like he was in the car with somebody, not his wife or something. Oh. Um, and it was a really bad accident, and his hand got mangled, and so now he wears a glove that is like a some type of compression device to help the um, circulation in his hand. That's interesting. Hmm. But if you look at it, it looks very very odd. Yeah, and then supposedly back then. Then there was like seven other women who were saying that they were having things going on with him. But this is all pre-Me Too. So Morgan Freeman just like dodged the bullet. Well, he got in trouble a little bit. But but he's not a household name like on the Me Too poster. Yeah, he, he came out and apologized. and was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just an old old guy. I just misunderstood social cues. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they excused it. Yeah, DFW. Is that one of the last ones you guys did, like, interviewing? Yes. Yeah, DFW Who Fest went for, like, three years. We went to every single one. I loved it because 
doing it wasn't as expensive as going to L.A. for Gallifrey, and I didn't have to put up with all the people that I don't yeah. want to be with anymore. And you guys were like the, the big show there. You got to do all those interviews. That's pretty cool. Yeah, by the third one, I think we did Andrew Cartmel. No, Steve. No, Steve didn't. Yeah, it's Mark Strickson, I remember. Mark Strickson, yeah. Mark Strickson was thrilling. Yeah, Andrew. <laughs> I did Andrew Cartmel. And he was kind of rude at one point because I, I, I don't know why I'm talking. I'm so sorry. It's a school <laughs> night and I'm babbling. Um, the whole Eric Sayward divorce from Doctor Who thing. And, mm -hmm. I, and I said, I, I heard that it had something to do with him not being invited to a dinner. And then the decision was made. And Andrew Cartmel said, well, I guess you know more than I do because I wasn't informed at all about it. Like, oh, <laughs> and then when I was in the dealer's room where they sell all the shit, he had his own table and he's like, Sean, come here. And so he had his book. Uh, I bought his book. Oh, yes. <laughs> and and I bought it, it came with two like postcards. Of, I don't even know what the postcards were. Fifty dollars. He's like, uh, OK, or... here you go. It's fifty dollars. I'm like, oh. Okay. Remember you complaining? You're like, oh, I thought it was a gift, and then suddenly, uh, fifty bucks. It's like, oh shit, <laughs> do I really want it now? <laughs> I don't know if I thought. I don't think I thought it was a gift. I I just thought maybe twenty or thirty dollars, but fifty dollars is a bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and wasn't it uh, at DFW when you guys would do those like live episode reviews? Yeah, we we did our one hundredth episode at the first DFW. Um. And then after that, we did the, the second one. We interviewed um, the guy who played Davros in the cemetery version, the Dalek version, the Dalek story with the sixth doctor. Yeah, Terry Malloy. Terry Malloy, yes. And then we got to do Mark Strickson and Andrew Cartmel. Steve wasn't there for Andrew Cartmel for some reason, but. Mark Strickson enjoyed that we gave him some wine to drink. Um, <laughs> and allegedly later on that night, he was at the hotel bar getting drunk with, is it Kevin Starkey who played that stupid Centauran character? Yeah, Strax. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I remember the guy who was like, yeah, I think it was one of the last episodes you guys did, maybe the second from last. It was like the guy was running those conventions. Yes, Mike and Erickson. He was like, yeah. He's like, I'm done and just fuck everything. I'm going. Yep. I'm going to burn my bridges. <laughs> yeah, he told the story about <laughs> Peter Davison and the uh, queso. Uh, that Peter Davison just, they all went out to dinner, which, by the way, I would run a convention just for that to go out to. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Peter Davison just basically just fucking ate all the queso. It's like, dude, <laughs> it's okay. That's fine. He's not my favorite doctor, but I think Peter Davison is a pretty cool dude. So Yeah. Steve probably cried a little at that. Oh, I, I recently saw there was a there's a movie that came out within the last year that I avoided at all costs. I saw the trailer and I'm like, I'm not fucking seeing this. Like, forget oh. it. And it's on Peacock now. And Tom wanted to watch it, and that would be Megan. And yeah. I have never laughed. Well, no, I can't remember when I laughed so hard at a horror movie. This movie is hilarious. 
there is yep. there is a scene involving the neighbor that I, I couldn't stop laughing. Um, <laughs> there's even a scene with a dog that is funny and yeah, it's 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 really fun. I, I would recommend that for the readers. Do you guys, there's this phenomenon now. Somebody texted me like a week ago and said, you have to see this show on Netflix called Bunk on Earth. Is it Bunk? Oh. Okay. I think, I think I've heard you, of that. I think, yeah. So there's this character. She did shows in England. Philomena Bunk. I think it's Bunk. The last name is Bunk. And it's this lady. And she's dressed like Jodie Whittaker almost, except... It's all like tweed, but she's got the same sort of shoes and all that. And she does these faux documentaries. It's almost like Bor- Borat, but... It's Kunk on Kunk. Earth. I'm so sorry. Not Bunk. Kunk. Philomena Kunk. And she'll have like, okay, this special, this her half hour special, it's about Christmas. And she'll go, <laughs> she'll go around, in medieval times, pagans used to celebrate Christmas. However, we don't have any photographs or video evidence because that was a long time ago. And she's like straight faced, like totally telling it for real. And it, it reminds me very, very much of Borette because she'll interview people that apparently are not in on the joke. And she'll ask these really stupid questions. And you can tell on their faces that they're kind of like, what the fuck? Whatever. And it's popping up everywhere now. It's popping up on YouTube for me. There's a book that popped up on Amazon earlier today. Um, it's really great dry English humor. I'm sorry. This has this would go into the. Um, this is going to be a bitch to edit. I, you know. Oh, I thought this was like a bunny trail. It was going to come back yeah, around. So no, true. it has nothing to do. <laughs> it has nothing to do at all with the time machine. Wait, what was the uh, name of it again? Philomena, you know, like that movie with Judy Dench. Uh-huh. Uh, Kunk, C-U-N-K. Is that right? Yeah, Kunk. Kunk that's, on, uh, that, or it's Kunk on Earth. See, that's the that's the other word I thought Eric was going to go with earlier, at least very similar. Kunk? With his colonizer. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, but not with a K, with a T, right? <laughs> there you yeah. go, yes. <laughs> My mom told me never to say. I don't I don't use that word in, unless I'm talking about, like, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. Um, yeah, kunk porn is my favorite category. <laughs> on, on, on. Oh no! <laughs> don't, don't ask me what's a combination of. 